Hi, welcome to Beyond the Bedroom. My name is Birna and I'm a sex educator. And I have a very important guest with me today. Perhaps the most important guest. Probably, yes. So I have Mal with me and they are visiting me from New York. They came here to Iceland. Bing bong. Bing bong. You're here in Iceland. (laughs) And um, I'm really excited because we're talking about boobies. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. We're talking about nips, nipple play. Mm. Um, I almost just said vagina. I don't know why. I just, because you were talking about. Yeah, we're talking about a lot today, to be fair. (laughs) Anyway, um, you have, I think, a different perspective on boobies than I do. So that's fun. You were an admirer from afar, you can say. (laughs) And I have my own. Oh, true. We both have boobie. And we both like boobai in different ways i'm gonna say um boobai as in like cacti like boobs plural is boobai it's part of our vernacular that's true but without any further ado let's get into the polls that i put up yesterday so if you're not already following me on instagram first of all what are you doing why are you not doing that but also right honestly but i said time for some polls no wrong answers we're talking about boobies and i posted a really like valley girl photo of myself with a podcast mic so that's why i'm saying it in that voice nipple play i just started straight up yeah i went into it i said gentle please or firm and rough and 64% said gentle, please. And 36% said firm or rough. And over 300 people voted. So that's a little less than usual, but still a good amount. It's a good, good swap. You know what's really interesting? A lot of people unfollowed me after this poll. And I'm like, boobs are so, it's so controversial, yet so not. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm playing it safe, talking about nipples. Nope. Bing bong. 15 people <laughs> just, le- <laughs> just left. So that was fun. But anyway, um, I think it depends for me. I had a nipple piercing for a long time. So I didn't want, like, I got I was it. So- there when you got it. <laughs> I flashed you in the street <laughs> when I got it. But um, I was like 18 when I got it. I had it in for about eight years. I just got it out. And. I remember I got it because I didn't like when people touched my boobs. I used to be a lot more gender fluid, and so I didn't like my boobs. I had small boobs, but I, like, I wish that they would go away. Now I don't. I'm a D, so good luck getting them away from me, but it's fine. Um, and I kind of just – everything – a lot of stuff changed for me since then. But anyway, I – Back then, I did not want anyone touching my nipples. So I got the piercing to, like, deter people because they'd be like, I don't want to hurt you. And I'm like, then don't touch me. Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, so that's why I got it. And also my roommate at the time who was like, ah, I won't talk about it, but in case, you know, someone's listening that knows her. But we got a matching set. I'll, I'll leave it at that. She got the left. I got the right. Um, I don't think either of us have it in anymore, but I don't know. I have to check. Fitting. But, Yeah. So back then I didn't want anything, but now I like it. I think like as my boobs grew, they got like less um, sensitive, Hmm. if that makes sense. Do you like people touching your chest? Um, It depends. I feel like it has to be, it's not like something I'm like, oh, immediately touch me there. It has to be like. Either, immediately touch yeah. immediately touch we've developed some sort of like chemistry yeah or like a sense of comfortability with like our boundaries and then yeah. it's like okay or if it's like established that that's something they're into mm. then i'm willing to let it be like an immediate point of contact okay that's nice but i do prefer it rough you do because it never used to be in a real erogenous zone for me uh. so someone's really gentle i'm like I, this really is not doing anything you really gotta do See, something for me to the thing is, I feel more when you're gentle. Like, mm. if someone's, like, doing, like, barely their strokes, I feel that more. But if someone's just, like, sucking, sucking on my titties, <laughs> like, you want. Anyway, if someone's just, like, sucking on me, like, I'm always, like, okay. Like, I just can't. I'm always, like, a little baby. <laughs> like, I just, it doesn't yeah. do it for me. I don't know. But some people love that. But, like, if you were, to like, if you were to, like, flog my chest... I would, like, not feel it that much on my nipple. But, like, if you were to, like, lick my nipple really gently, like, really tiny, then I feel it a lot. So gentle is, like, better. Not because it's – I don't know how to explain it. But it's weird. It's kind of similar to, like, 
when someone's going down on you and like sometimes they can just like put they're like drooling kind of on you and like pressing really firmly and you're just kind of like this is not yeah. doing anything for me but it yeah i think it's just a technique thing but firm like i don't like when people pinch too hard because i'm like i i'll just immediately smack them like without thinking and i'm like oh, i'm so sorry i smacked your hand away <laughs> but anyway um how much sensation do you feel in your nips and this was really interesting because it's literally perfectly in the middle. And yeah. I put I'm sensitive in the bottom and then no, not sensitive slash no feeling. And it's so funny because um, 230 people answered and the average is perfectly in the middle. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? And it's like it was either – there's not a lot of people that are like voting in the middle. I think it's perfectly in the middle because – Actually, a couple people voted like perfectly in the middle, but a lot of people either went all the way up right. or down. Um, so I think that's why it evens out. And it just goes to show like communication, obviously, exactly. but, it, but it just goes to show also like how different we are. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with boob size. That's just something that happened for me. But um, I don't know. It's just really interesting that people... And I put little lemons and coconuts. You know, um, my coconuts. <laughs> my coconuts. I love that song. You can put them in your mouth. That's the next line. Yeah, uh, I've heard it. Yes. No, I'm telling the listeners. Oh, yes. Mayhaps they're not familiar. How with, dare they? First of all, how dare you? Wait, Second of all, get it together. Kim Petras, our queen. Anyway, we'll go over the tips later. But how do you feel about your chest? Uh, I put no wrong answer or no right answer i mean either one um and a lot of people voted in this one so wish they were bigger 55 people wish they were smaller was 50 people yeah. i deal with dysphoria was 18 which is more than i thought would be um either body dysmorphia or dysphoria like a mm. lot of people were like oh i have like body dysmorphia but i just chose dysphoria or they have gender dysphoria and then neutral slash love them, exclamation point, is 143 people. So that's good. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of people are, like, just either neutral about it or they're like, oh, I love them. I'm pretty neutral about mine. I was really upset when they started growing the first time when I – because they started growing a lot when I got pregnant. And then for some reason, after I got the vaccine, they, like, doubled in size. And I was like, hello? <laughs> and they never to get vaccinated. Honestly – it's like a free boob job. I was like shocked. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, so I'm a I went from a B to a D in the matter of maybe three months. That's wild. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Which I mean happens if you're like a full term pregnancy, but I was only like two months. So and then the vaccine. So I was just like, hello. But um I think I'm neutral now. I've never wished they were bigger. I do not, like, relate to that. But a lot of people do. Yeah. I know, like, especially a lot of women here in Iceland, like, uh, feel that pressure almost to get boob jobs. There's a lot of boob jobs For here. Sure. There's a lot of them. And I'm not sure why. A lot of people also that, like, are very thin or want to go to the gym and stuff like that, they get boob jobs to, like, make everything look more almost mm -hmm. idealistic mm -hmm. and i think that's really confusing for people because when they start working out a lot their boobs tend to disappear and they're like hello what's happening but i've never i also dance ballet which is yeah. like you want to be as flat as a board basically which is which sucks but i've always just been like keep them flat keep them down keep them small please and my body was like yeah no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I've never really dealt with dysphoria, but I've wanted them to be smaller. Yeah. I think for me, because even though I'm non-binary, I'm also assigned male at birth. And I've always had gynecomastia, which is, if you don't know, um, when quote-unquote males have breast tissue. And as far back as I can remember, like looking at pictures of myself, they've just been there. And it was like a source of shame, like I was made fun of a lot for it mm -hmm. in school. So originally it was sort of an aspect of body dysmorphia but it's also dysphoric for me because I don't really like I don't really like being perceived any particular way I mm. kind of just like existing you're like the mothman the mothman exactly. <laughs> and so when people either assume me to be a man but then like draw attention to those or fixate on them in like a feminine sort of way they both mm. sort of feel strange to me 
But it is really interesting how many, like, cisgender gay men I've come across who are, like, yeah. obsessed with them. Really? Who are like, oh, like, let me see, like, your tits. Oh, like, press them <gasps> That's together. That's so interesting. Oh, like, can, like, I motorboat them? Like, there's, like, such, like, a... That's so interesting. Yeah, like, a fetishization of them that I don't necessarily mind because it's sort of, like... Yeah. Intriguing. And, like, I'm like, you want these? I've heard a lot of, like, trans men say this about who they thought are like cis gay men too Mm -hmm. and they're like the obsession is real and I was like that's so surprising to me too um that are obviously you know either choose not to have an operation or pre-op or whatever and maybe still have um breast tissue and oh my god the amount of like I'm shocked though in a like I shouldn't be but I am um that they say things like can I motorboat them and stuff because like I don't know what it is. I think it's because it's still that cruising culture kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would block someone if they said that to me on a dating app. So it's very interesting that kind of yeah. thing Well, too. because I think it's – I think in like the like specifically gay subsection, yeah. there's a lot of like reducing people to kinks or fetishes or things like what are you into and objectifying and, and objectifying, too. which can work both ways it yeah can, it can be kind of fun to be like oh well this is just transactional and right. that's all it's gonna be give me that big dick exactly but also <laughs> it's sort of like ooh, i don't know i don't know if i like that you're just sort of reducing me to this part of myself that i don't particularly like yeah but I'm also, like, getting the narcissistic boon of you wanting it. Mm, yeah. So it's a kind of strange space to live in. I've dealt with, like, some several people who've looked at it in, like, a positive way, which has helped. And I've also mm. just tried to embrace it on my own. It's just something I, I can't control. It's just... I mean, bodies are all kinds of ways. Like, it's, it's crazy to me also when um, I... Because a lot of, like, non-binary people especially, I think breast tissue is something that's real. It can be sometimes more dysphoric than genital. Mm-hmm. Um, like, urogenital stuff is not always as much of the thing because you can hide that. You can wear a packer. You can, you know. But when it comes to, like, binding or stuffing or whatever, like, it's one of the first things that you see is, like, someone's yeah. upper half. So I think that's also part of it. Yeah. And it changed the way, like, I even stood, like, when I mm. went to acting school, which is yeah. how we met. Yes. A lot of, like, the teachers were like, you, like, round your shoulders a lot. And you, like, kind of stooped They're down. Like, I'm hiding and, these yeah, titties, bitch. I'm hiding these C cups, <laughs> you old white hag. They're bigger than yours. Get over it. But it, 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 like, changed the way I stood. And it's part of why, like, I really don't like standing at my full height because... <laughs> <laughs> you old white hag. <laughs> because you uh, see them more. Yeah. So I would wear purposefully larger shirts. I'd wear mm. black a lot. Yeah. Anything to kind of hide it. So I relate to the people who are like, I wish they were smaller or yeah. didn't exist. Because I can't necessarily afford to just get them lopped off. And it's something right. I sort of had to live with. I think for me it was like I want them to be smaller because I just wanted to be small. Like yeah. I just wanted to disappear because I was like, you know, ballet and all that stuff. But, you know. It's uh, something also I think a lot of the time is like a big uh, thing like when people are getting either a boob reduction, like mostly a boob reduction, not like complete removal like top surgery, but just a reduction. A lot of people are like, oh my God, why are you wasting these boobs? Like, why are you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they're probably causing them either like physical or mental distress. So <laughs> why the fuck yeah, do you care? Right. It's like, it's super weird. But I see a lot of like breast reduction, like TikTok videos and stuff like that. Like people sharing their journeys and talking about how much it costs and like all this stuff. Cause people are curious. And a lot of the comments are like from mostly people who I perceive are men and, um, being like, Oh my God, I can't believe you would do that and waste such a nice rack. And I'm like, shut up die (laughs) i'm just so annoyed but anyway on to the next do you like wearing a bra so 69 percent said no 31 percent said yes sidestep the 69 percent. 69 and 196 voted so it's like funny because it's 69 and 96 and i'm like wink 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 (laughs) um but it's always nice 69 so do you like wearing a bra I sometimes like wearing a bra. I used to only wear like flattening bras, like sports bras and stuff. Cause I like, even now I'm not wearing a bra right now. Wait, let me check. 
nope, I'm not wearing a bra. <laughs> I'm wearing like one of these tops, which are like, you know. But I, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a massive bitch right now. My boobs are very perky, so I don't really need bras often, except for if I'm like running or something. But I like wearing them now that they're getting bigger. Um, but I I really don't like the feeling of like underwire or padding and like mm. all this stuff. I've never liked it. But I remember when I was in I remember when I was in high school and a friend of mine bought me a padded bra for some reason or she gave me one that didn't fit her anymore. I forget what it was. And she was like, oh, this would probably fit you. Like, try it on. And it was so weird because I was like, this feels so – this feels like a straight jacket. But other girls were like, oh, I can only wear that one because it's like the only one that's comfortable. And it felt literally like someone's just cupping me all day. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. But – if you don't like wearing a bra, I suggest getting fitted. So mm-hmm. I went to – this is not an ad, by the way, but I went to American Eagle um, and because they have Aerie. So I went oh, to right. Aerie. That's actually where, like, half the stuff I'm wearing is from right now. Um, and really, really nice girl that was working there. She uh, saw that I was, like, in the changing room just having a really hard time. And she was like, oh, have you ever been fitted? And I was like, Yeah. And she was like, would you like to me to measure you? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, I was like, I think, you know, I'm a – I think I was like, yeah, I think I'm a 34C or whatever. And she was like measuring me and she was like, actually, I'm seeing um, 34D. I can just run and get you a couple more sizes. Like she didn't like comment on Mm -hmm. it, which was so nice. I was like, wait, really? Can you measure me again? And she was like, yeah, of course, no problem. And she, like, showed me the measurements and she showed me how to do it if I wanted to do it myself. It just felt so nice and supportive and uh-huh. – what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it, it's a bra. Yeah, it's a bra, dude. Um, so <laughs> – I can totally, like, get it off myself. I don't yeah. need your help. So. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she was super nice, super supportive, LOL, and – uh, she brought me a couple of different things and then immediately I felt better about myself because it's so funny when we just don't wear clothes that fit and we're like, oh, you know, I feel horrible. I look horrible. And then just when we go up a size, we're like, damn, I look okay. I look good. Or they're like, oh, okay. I feel better at least. Um, it just makes such a difference. And at this point in my life, I don't even care if I'm going up sizes which is so nice, but um, because for a while that would have like sent me into a spiral. But it's just like it feels better. And she reassured me and she was like, a lot of people after COVID like went up a size, like I went up a size, a couple people here went up two sizes. And she was like, you look a lot happier now in this one. Like, you know, she was just so nice about it. And I remember it. And um, Ari, I think, reached out to me about like a sponsored post or something and I let them know and because she gave me her card with like her name on it and like everything she was like if you have any issues with your sizing let them know that I sized you so I can like give them you know your point of contact or whatever and I let them know and I was like she did such an amazing job like definitely you know she deserves you know the (laughs) world (laughs) um and I'm really happy that like I they just happened to reach out to me so I could like tell them that and they were like oh we'll let them know like you know but something about that was just so nice and when I now at Loste I'm fitting and measuring people for binders so I already like knew like part of my sex ed training was like measuring people and like how to do that and like the right way and like hey I'm about to go around this and using like I'm about to touch your chest or your breast tissue and like stuff like that but something she did that was really cool is like um, I would always just be like, okay, um, you're, you know, medium, like, you know, but instead she was like, she was so positive about it that it made me feel better. So now I'm like, you're a size medium. Do you want me to get that for you? Like, it was just as if it's like not a big deal, but also not something that I'm like whispering, you know yeah, what I mean? There's no judgment about it. I no, no, it's just so neutral, but also slightly positive. And that's something I took away from it that was really nice. And I was very happy about. So I... Didn't like wearing a bra, but then after that, now I kind of do. But I don't wear it a ton. But um, it just reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where George <laughs> Costanza's dad, dad wears the the bro. The bro, <laughs> that kills me. I wish that existed. Yeah, there should be a market for that. Maybe we can do that. Yeah, because a lot of invest in us. Yes, send us some coin. But a lot of um, people 
have to wear like sports bras that are mostly made for like women's rib cage and shoulder structure. Mm-hmm. So, which sucks because if you have br- even women that have like really broad shoulders, like yeah. one of my friends is a shot put athlete and she can never find yeah. a sports bra that fits her. I remember I was going to try to do it just so that I could feel a bit more comfortable, like yeah. in acting school, especially. Yeah, not with a tighter clothes. And because I'm so broad shouldered, like I just, it just felt worse and it looked worse because it kind mm. of gave me like a very strange body shape up top that I just mm, never yeah. bothered. That's the thing. It can make you like bulge out more yeah. somehow, but there, sh- there should be something that's like in between a supportive bra and a binder. Yeah. Like not as like tapered down non-stretchy as a binder but also not as like supportive as a bra like or like yeah. not as like push up e as a as a sports bra one day we will patent this <laughs> someone's gonna listen to the bits and be like hmm i will invent that we hear you as long as you give us a cut yes uh but speaking of bras if you wear a bra do you go for comfort and support or the visuals and 54 percent said support me and 46% said feeling pretty. Um, I just brought the cutest bra, but I've stopped wearing underwire. So it's like just satin. Mm-hmm. And it's very nice. And so sometimes I do that, but only if it's like I know I'm about to be undressing. Yeah. I hate wearing pretty bra- bras just like during the day. That makes sense. I'm always like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. But uh, it was kind of like 50-50 split. But a lot of people with bigger cup sizes cannot find bras that look nice. So, you know, no bralettes or triangle tops and all that stuff. They have to wear, like, these melon (laughs) holders, these, like, cereal bowls that only come in, like, fuchsia or yellow or something. Why is it always fuchsia? I hate fuchsia. Also, women's running gear and, like, hiking gear, like, only fuchsia. I hate fuchsia. Stop trying to put, trying to make fuchsia happen. It's not going to happen. I love, I hate it. I hate it so much, so much. I hate it. And also like school backpacks, teal too, teal and fuchsia. I'm sorry if you like those colors. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Um, If you've ever breastfed or chest fed, did you want more or less sexual attention on your boobs? Like did it change or no difference? Um, 60% said it changed and 41% said no difference. So a lot of people go either direction where they're like, please touch my boobs all the time. Or they're like, this is only for the baby hands off, never touch Mm. them. So that's also really interesting to me. Or they're just sore. They have mastitis. Like getting infection in your milk duct is so common and it's really painful. But if you have a really low, um, frequency, small vibrator you can use that to get out uh, not an infection but a clogged milk duct fun fact i did not know that yeah so now you know if you ever breastfeed our lab child (laughs) then you can uh you can do that Keep my milk ducts clear clear clean and clear milk ducts that should be a thing for acting school students to say um but I have not breastfed, so I have no opinion on this, but a lot of people tell me that they feel guilty for not wanting their significant other to touch their boobies Mm. during breastfeeding. And I'm like, they're kind of just doing their thing right now, so they can wait until you're done breastfeeding. They can admire from afar. They can cup gently. But I understand no mouth on them if the baby's sucking on them. But some people don't care at all. And I get that, too, because it's like it's all the same germs all the time anyway, so it's fine. Oh, I would figure it'd be less about germs and more like the sci- the psychosexual aspect of conflating the infant and the adult yeah. desire I the think same item. Sometimes it is that. And also they don't want to, like, accidentally spill milk into someone's mouth, which, yes. But, oh, my God, I don't even know if I should tell the story. I'm going to tell it. I'm just going to try to keep it as anonymous as possible because this person's, like, a very important, like, person in my field but i actually you know what she talks about it openly so i'm just gonna you know go for it someone who was a teacher of mine i won't name their name but anyway um she was giving a lecture about uh fetish and not kink but like specific fetish and paraphilia and stuff like that so that's like just abnormal quote unquote in the dsm you know stuff uh sexually 
stuff that like isn't necessarily harmful but is like weird to some people is like what we were talking about yeah taboo but also like something that almost people can react and disgust about um not necessarily because of like oh shame but like you know like scat play and stuff like that so we were talking about um breeding and breastfeeding and stuff like that um and she said her mom um gave birth i think twice or something but she was lactating for about eight years and uh it wasn't until my teacher got older that she was like hmm, that's interesting she was talking to someone that she was supervising with because she was becoming a sex educator and people that went to my like school know exactly who I'm talking about right now, which is really funny. She's open about this, so I don't I don't even feel bad. But anyway, she was telling her supervisor the story, like, yeah, my mom lactated for um, you know eight years, and uh, you know it just never stopped, and she wasn't breastfeeding. And then her supervisor goes, well, someone was being breastfed. And she was at first, she was like, hmm, do you think she was like pumping and donating? And then she like asked her mom about it. And her mom was like, well, you know, your dad, yep, your dad liked to have a drink once in a while. That's how she phrased it. Have a drink once in a yep, while? that's how she phrased it. And she was like telling this us the story and was like laughing. She was like, you know, someone was breastfeeding, ha, ha, ha. And we were really open about it. And it was so hard for me to, as a sex educator, like, not judge that story because I was like, it's not harmful. It's not hurting people. It's not sexualizing children. She would never, like, bring them into that. She did it after she had stopped breastfeeding them. But there's something about it that me personally as Birna is like, oh. But as a sex educator, I have to put on that hat. And I'm like, okay, let's think about this. Not harmful, blah, blah. But me, I'm just kind of like, that's a lot. For me, for, for sure. eight years, milking your, uh, you know, feeding your husband. It's a lot for me. But, you know, it takes everything yeah. to not. I guess it's, you know, milk a mom, save a cow. Exactly. Milk a mom, save a cow. Wow. That's going to go on a cup one day. You're welcome. And we're going to sell it as merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Milk a mom, save a cow. Goodbye. The vegans um, will love it. Yes. So have you ever done a breast cancer screening, either a home test, doctor, or mammogram? Have you ever done one? No. I know that it can happen in, quote unquote, biological men. Yeah. So it's something I'm vaguely aware of. And like when I'm in the shower, I'll just sort of do it. There is a higher chance also if you have larger amount of breast tissue Um, in men. Yeah. But I've never had like a formal screening. Mm. I mean, you don't need one, technically. You don't need a mammogram until you're like 40, technically. But uh, I think that that should be a rule that changes because a lot more people are being diagnosed with breast cancer Mm -hmm. in their 30s and 20s and uh, rarely their teens, but it does happen. So just some stuff to look out for. Nipple discharge. Um, Sometimes we get nipple discharge. That's normal. But if it has a foul odor, if it's sticky, if it's really crusty, I know this is like not a sexy topic, but whatever. Um, you can't have nipple play if you're like going unscreened. So or dead. Yeah, exactly. He's dead. dead. <laughs> so um, I love that you're our soundboard today. But <laughs> um, and also, if you notice any changes in your nipples, any lumps growing, uh, you can see them sometimes in your nipples. But also, if you're feeling around, you feel something that feels more like a uh, bunch of grapes or a hard lemony kind of thing underneath Mm. there if you feel anything that's um even tiny like a little raisin under your skin that could be a cyst it could be not a cyst it could be something worse just it doesn't take uh, a long time to just get it checked out and just if you um do an annual physical or you do an annual screening for your gyno if you are um someone who is available to that just ask them to do a little chest Give them a little squeeze. See what happens. Yeah. Um, because you never know. It's happened to some people I know who are mm-hmm. in their 30s or 20s. Early detection and saves even lives. Even though it's just benign cyst, it's still like got to be aware of your body. Yeah. Um, my mom had a benign tumor taken out. And um, it was hurting her a lot, though. So 
sometimes they're not malignant, but like it is affecting your quality of life. So, you know, really important. Also, if you've ever gotten breast implants, please get those changed out every 10 years or looked at by a doctor and you can increase your risk of cysts if your silicone especially leaks. So just get that looked at, please. Anyway, back to the fun stuff. Um, I said in my story yesterday, nipple pleasure is often thought of as only for women, um, but everyone can have their own opinion on it, obviously. And I like to tell people to try it out and see what they're into. And one of my last questions was, do boobs turn you on? 93% said, hell yeah. (laughs) Um, Only 7% said no, which is how many people? Let me see. Which is only 15 people. So overwhelming approval. Yeah. And there are straight men, straight women, gays, theys, she's, theys, gays. Um, wombos wombos um, himbos (laughs) the whole group uh, a lot of people because boobs are fantastic I know a lot of straight women that are um, turned on by boobs turned on by their own boobs I love boobs I'm not straight but I love them hell yeah Um, it's time for an ad (laughs) (laughs) all right so I am very excited about this one so Foria Wellness creates amazing CBD products and they even have an intimacy collection designed to enhance arousal and increase pleasure. So I've used their pH safe vaginal suppositories. I love them for my endometriosis pain and now with my nerve pain I am waiting for my next shipment which is really exciting and it really works um, and I've also had the wildest orgasm with their arousal oil. I totally recommend that as well. But I've been a fan of theirs for a while, so when I became an affiliate, I was very excited. Um, I've been a fan of theirs. I've been using their products pretty consistently, though, since last year, so I know that they work. And I'm very proud to announce that I am a Foria affiliate. So use the code, um, I mean, sorry, use the link in the description. I don't have a code yet, but if you use the link to shop that is in my description box, you can support the podcast and they're currently having 20% off of all their bundles and gift kits. The quickie kit is something I'd love to give or get for the holidays. And whether you're already a Foria fan or new to the CBD in the bedroom, uh, this bundle includes all of the bestsellers. So try it out. It's the Awaken Arousal Oil. Arousal. Arousal. <laughs> he has risen. Uh, sex oil and two intimacy suppositories so you can try them out, see if they work for you. So get yourself something nice and support Beyond the Bedroom by using the link in my description to shop Foria. Okay, so let's go back to the fun stuff. Um, let's talk about some tips because that is way, that's just what the people want. We got to give the people what they want. Just the tip. Just the tip. See, that tips. Um, just the tip also should be a little segment. But anyway, yeah. um, I like to play with ice, mm-hmm. ice, ice baby, and also heat. Like erotic wax. When I said that in my story yesterday, people were like, just a regular candle. I'm like, no, 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 no. about the Bath and Body Works? <sighs> Please don't do that. Um, there are like specific erotic candles and there's also massage candles, but I'm mostly talking about the ones that you drip. I haven't done that in a long time, but it is nice. It's a nice sensation and it looks pretty. Um, but if you're using your mouth, or your hands. Oh, also, what I mean by the cold is like ice, like literally an ice cube is nice. Hot bath with an ice cube. Mm. I like that. Oral with an ice cube, I don't really love because my nerve pain, it like makes yeah. it worse. But I like doing that to others. They seem to enjoy it. Don't make the ice cube too big. People have told me that that's not fun. Yeah. I'm like, what did you do? Did it get stuck? But anyway, sorry. <laughs> Soft little licks are nice. I'm doing these hand motions. As if anyone can see me. If you play with rope or silk, letting it kind of like dance. I'm doing a lot of hand motions here. You need to like translate for the people. Undulate. Undulate. There we go. Slither. Slither. A little slip and slide action if you put lube or oil. People forget that um, the nips can be a little dry. So put a little bit on there and then do a little rolling motion. Wouldn't you say this is rolling? Yeah. A little back and forth, a little up and down. Now, not like a scratch off. Hold on, let me. (laughs) 
Let me rephrase. Um, I <laughs> not like the scratch off. Not the scratch off. Don't DJ the nips. Um, don't DJ anywhere, really, on the body. BJ's, not DJ's. BJ's, not DJ's. See, uh, we're really on a roll. You. you really are. Circles with the tongue. If you're sucking on them, make little circles or flicks while you're sucking on them. That's always nice. Um, suck firmly for like a short amount of time or gently for longer. Sometimes sucking firmly for too long can like make you desensitized, which isn't that fun. Some people like a little flick, like literally like with like this. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if the mic can hear it. There we go. <laughs> a little flick. A flick of the wrist. Um, a flick of the forefinger. Is that what this index finger? Um, some people hate that. So don't do that, please, if you don't yeah. know if they like it. Don't um, lead with the flick. No, don't lead with the flick. We're not leading with the flick. We're we're introducing it later on, perhaps. But also, if you like firmer, and if you have, like, nipples that protrude more, you can put them in between the knuckles and squeeze and, like, mm. release and, like, go back and forth with your knuckles because, like, it's a different type of sensation. It's firmer. Nipple clamps, hot or not. I personally... My nipples are a little more flat. And also I had a nipple piercing, so it wasn't, like, fun for me to wear nipple clamps. Um, but now I'm kind of getting into it. Loose ones are really good to begin with. And ones that have, like, rubber pieces on them. Mm-hmm. The ones that are pure metal scare the shit out of yeah, me. But they, little, uh... there are people that love them. We sell ones at Loste that have, like, screws on them that you can, like, you can, like tighten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a little hellraiser for me. It is. If that floats your boat. Yeah. Um, but for me, but I like the soft ones with the chain and then like pulling on that gently. Mm. Such a hot sex dream I had about me, another girl, both had nipple clamps and they were like crossed over each other. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I need to write this down and write an erotic story for Loste about this. Maybe I'll do one in English one day. some nice fan art. Oh my God, yeah. I love when people draw me nude. I have so many of those. People just send them to me, and I'm like, thank you. I don't like pictures of yourself nude, let me yeah. explain. But that's cute. If it's a nice drawing. Yeah. If I look cute, then I like it, you know. Um, I like how in my notes I just have gay nipple play. What is? What did I go – what was I – where was I going with that? you going to ask me about this? No, it was just something that was in my story that someone sent me. Oh, they just sent – They were like, can you talk about gay nipple play? Gay lesbian or gay? I don't know. Gay. That's what I'm saying. So let me just cover all the bases here. Um, I don't think it really matters. Everyone has nipples. Everyone has sensitive or non-sensitive. True. Like everyone has nips. I think it's something that um, not a lot of people. What was I going to say? Like think that guys are into, but a yeah. lot of guys are really into it. But I also think like. I think that perhaps there's like this sort of conditioned. Eroticization of women's nipples Mm -hmm. where it's sort of like something that perhaps like a lesbian would be more in tune to Mm -hmm. what might be pleasurable for another woman on their nipples whereas I think as someone who's navigated like gay spaces it's sort of like a let me just like whack at it let me just see what happens (laughs) let me just hit it yeah um and there's not that there's not that same perhaps like intention um, of like gentle and yeah, soft intentionality and or even like a melty. communication of like mm. what do i like what do you want done it's just yeah. sort of like grabs my hand and puts it on their chest like pinch uh, it and i'm like okay yeah like you know it, it's sort of it's part of why like i don't personally love it a lot is because it was such like a hit or miss thing with people. right when Victor annoys me, I try to twist his nipples. And he's like, stop that. <laughs> but I think that's, like, what people do. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, what the thing I do when, like, I try to just, like, get under his nerves. Yeah. Um, also, sometimes you know, for men, they're just not there. So what do you I'm mean? Like, they're just, like, Oh, they're, they're like, they're inverted. So small. Yeah, or, like, like, tiny, yeah. They're just, like, flat. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, well, I don't really, am I touching your skin? Am I touching your nipple? Especially Sometimes I like to just go like, like a little up and down yeah. motion. See, I'm doing all these hand motions. This is why I need to start recording this podcast. Um, yeah. Also, as someone yeah. who doesn't like it myself a lot, I usually don't go to it. Because mm, they might want to reciprocate. Or... or like, it's just not something that occurs to me. Mm, I know what you because mean. Because it's not hot to me. It doesn't, I'm not like, oh yeah, I'll do this for you. So that's usually that's why I don't touch that part of the body if we're having sex. A lot of gay guys, though, like nipple clamps. 
Like we got a lot I've of never them. Encountered it. I get a lot of nipple clamp sales from the gays, mm. um, which is fun. And also, I remember in New York, like a lot of the time, there it's just like even part of like a maybe it's more of like a BDSM thing, but a lot of people just like wearing them during Pride. Wearing nipple clamps at, like, parties, uh, after parties, stuff like that. Like, the ones with the chains are also the ones with, like, the tassels on them. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, those – I couldn't wear nipple clamps for that long. My nipple would be like, please release me <laughs> from this chamber of death. Like, it would just be angry at me. But, you know, it's something that floats some people's different boats. Strokes, different different Yeah, different st- clamps for – Different champs. Ah. ah, see now I'm getting into it. Uh, but, um, but yeah, BDSM nipple play—that's a big thing. But if you use floggers, I like, like just warming up the whole body with the nipples, like putting the flogger really gently, and then like caressing almost with the t- just the tips, just the tip of the flogger, um, like just almost like tickling, but not trying, not with the intention of tickling, with the intention of just like that. Or and then you can start doing that thing where you kind of slap. Not what's the word? You're not like whipping them, but you're like going like, you know, with the flogger. Yeah. You're like it's like a gentle thud, <laughs> a gentle thud of the flogger on yeah. the nips or on the chest. Um, like you're trying to find yeah. a ripe melon. Yes. Yeah. But with a flogger. Yes. Flog the melon. You're trying to just be like, is this one ripe? That's exactly right. Is this one right? One time I was hooking up with a girl and she bit my nipple and it hurt so bad. I instinctively pushed her away by the mouth. (laughs) I know. I know. I just remember that. I've had complete – I blacked that out, I think, of my memory. I just remembered that. I hooked up with her after that too. We never talked about it. I just remembered that. Wow. I've gotten bruises too. Mm. She bruised me, yeah. She like left a bite mark. I was like, please don't do that. Some people might be into that, but like, yeah. I instinctively was like, what are you doing? I was like, is she gonna kill me? Like, <laughs> I was like, is she a cannibal? Like, I was just so. I remember just the shock. I was like, what's happening? Um, yeah. Un- one time, also, a man bit my labia, and I and I got up, I got dressed, and I left. As you should. Yeah, it hurt so bad. And when I got home, I had to, like, sit in an Epsom salt bath. And I was like, am I okay down there? I don't know what was going on with him either. Maybe he thought it was at Arby's. Yeah, maybe. The roast beef. It looked appetizing. I can't. <laughs> but with this girl who bit my nipple, um, she apologized after because she was like, oh, I just didn't realize, like, how sensitive you were. And I was like, no, you left a mark on me. You were trying to eat me. Yeah. That's not the same. But light. You were light- me. Right. But the light biting is nice or like grazing your teeth a little. I don't like when people spend too much time like figuring out what they're doing. Like just make a choice. And commit. Commit. Commit to the clit, but also commit. To the nip. To the nip. Commit to the nip. Wow. We're really killing it today with these. They're not puns, but they're like catchphrases. We're like the Dr. Seuss's of sex. Yes. Seussical the sexical. I like it. Sexical to Seussical? Yes, there we go. Seussical. <laughs> but like minus, <laughs> minus like the anti-Semitism yes. and racism, we are the Dr. Seuss's of sex. Dr. Seuss? Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Um, but yeah, I personally think also with um, arousal oil can be nice on the nips. That's the thing. I tell people if you've ever gotten arousal oil or lube and you don't like it down on your genitals try it on like try one you can put it in oil like almond oil or massage oil and use it like as a massage tool but also try a little bit on your nips and try a little bit on your lips and give a blowjob with it i know also since we're talking about blowjobs because i love talking about them um the other day i told this in a class and it like blew people's minds and i thought Again, I can't help myself. Um, but putting a massage wand, one of those like magic wand Hitachi, mm. the ones that are like, yeah. <laughs> just for a visual sound bite there, um, putting it like on your cheek while you're giving a blowjob. Uh. And it's really, really nice. Or like when you ha- when your jaw gets tired, 
which <laughs> my jaw never gets tired. But anyway, when your jaw gets tired, Mal rolled their eyes so heavy just now. Um, my jaw does get tired. Same. I give up if you're, you know, across that 10 minute mark. No. I'm very good. Yeah. And if nothing's going on, I give up. I My jaw does get tired too. But then I do this where I grab my massage wand and I put it on my cheek and then I put the, the peen in my cheek and then I go just like a little bit back and forth um, and apparently it feels amazing. And then I don't really have to do anything with my jaw. I don't close my mouth around it. I just like have it like open kind of on the side and I go like back and forth. It's hard to talk about. It's it's a visual thing. I'll find a visual of it somewhere and post I it I mean, somewhere. I get it. Yeah. It just... Um, I've had so many guys like finish from that. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It's the same thing like with a massage wand. You can create like a little buffer on the head of the peen with your hand and then put the massage wand over it. But this is more for people who like use those wands, you know. But don't put them like directly on there. Create a little buffer with your cheek or your, you know. But back to the boobs. I, um, I also think it's really like a cultural thing. Um, how sexual boobs are. Uh, because here in Iceland, breastfeeding, not an issue. My friend breastfed in church the other day. Oh. And it was like, no one cared. Everyone's always like, oh, how beautiful and lovely. Also, we see boobs all the time in the sauna and the public pool. You have to shower in front of everyone before you get in. They have private stalls, though, now for people who prefer that. Maybe like... For whatever reason, you're uncomfortable with your body, you're trans, like, whatever. They put them in there. But um, it's in America, like, you don't really see boobs unless it's a sexual way. So I think that's yeah. part of it. Uh, but I'm going to take another little break for an ad. Um, attention sex toy shoppers. You have, to, you have to read it like you're in an intercom. Ready? Attention sex toy shoppers. Please use code BIDFNA10 at getmod.com for a discount and to support the pod. Um, one time, sorry, I just off track in my ad read. One time I dropped a bottle of silicone lube in the store and I literally was like clean up an aisle everywhere. It sucked. It was so hard to get off. And again, with the puns, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, no, but no, I'm not. Um, it took probably around like cleaning every day for nine days because it was giant like it was a giant bottle and it was glass and it went on like a floor that hasn't been waxed Who's in a long time idea it was to put silicone lube in a glass i don't bottle. know why uber That's lube like a cool, a cool trick. first of all uber lube made in chicago nothing german about it and they put it in glass bottles Anyway, Maud sells silicone lube that's not in glass <laughs> bottles. It comes in plastic and it has a pump, so you never have to deal with it. And if it falls on your ground, uh, on your floor, on your marble countertops, if you live in a castle, if you live in some type of ice castle also, no problem. It'll just roll away. It won't break and give you a week-long headache like the one I dealt with. Anyway, back to the ad. They have added a simple butt plug. Uh, that is great for beginners or even people who want something slim and sleek. So can a butt plug look chic? Yes, and it's called Cone from Mod. So they also have bath, body, and sexual wellness products. Perfect for the holidays. Um, I like the Nightcap Kit. It's an old-fashioned quickie kit. Perfect for a holiday or a staycation. Uh, don't let the night end. The nightcap features the necessities for two old-fashioned cocktails, one vial of Shine Lubricant in Organic, which is water-based, and two of their Rise Easy Open Ultra-Thin Lubricated Latex Condoms. Bottoms up. That's code BIRNA10 at getmod.com. Link is in the description to shop. So... Um, speaking of staycation, though, we did a staycation once at um, – Once. Well, many times. But <laughs> this one time that I'm thinking about was at the Standard Highline, and everything was ginger. Oh, no. And um, it was so intense. And we couldn't really shower without <laughs> Like flashing each other because there was no shower door at all. And the shower was, like, next to a carpet. But, it I mean, I'm sure nightmare. it would have been great if we had sex with each other, but we right. do not. No. But – for people who didn't have sex with each other, this was probably very concerning. <laughs> Imagine two, like, businessmen <laughs> just being like, oh, man, there's no shower door. 
Could it you turn around? It would be a shame if I were to drop this ginger-scented soap. <laughs> the ginger. what are you doing? <laughs> the ginger's tantalating. <laughs> tantalating? 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 <laughs> oh, God. Tantalating and tantalizing. <laughs> you have my disease. I combine them. You're rubbing off on me. Wink. We can't stop, can we? Um, giving sex toys as gifts is fun, by the way. Where were you going with the staycation? The staycation? Oh, yeah. that Everything was ginger. Oh. And we were also talking about butt plugs. I didn't know this until a couple years ago, but there's a BDSM thing where you put a nub of ginger up someone's butt. Do you, like, taste it somehow? No, because it's, like, burning. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's intense. I didn't know that that was, like, a thing. I thought the person who told me that, I thought they were, like, joking. So I Googled it, and I was like, whoa, that's intense. That is very intense. Wouldn't that give you, like, hemorrhoids? Anyway, sorry. Back to the fun stuff. Um, You ruined Ginger for me. Oh, well, did the standard not already? No, I got over it, and now I'm already Uh, done with it again. Okay, well, you're welcome for that. Um... Where were we going before I did the ad read? Oh, yeah, sexual culture nips. So I think that it's really a cultural thing and how extremely, like, sexualized boobs are, the more, like, stuff you're going to be in in your head about them, too. And also the fact that, like, men, quote-unquote, are not supposed to have boobs and, like, women are makes both parties insecure, And also, like, a lot of non-binary and trans people feel like, oh, good, I'm not enough. So I feel like free the nip should be, like, a thing that we do in our daily lives, too. Just, like, stop making boobs, one, such a big deal. Stop making such a fuss about it. But also respect the boob. Just, like, some people like to show them, some people don't. And it shouldn't be such a huge deal. It's really interesting to me that people could, like, not breastfeed in the U.S., but you could, like, go to any gas station, buy, like, a Hustler magazine and see boobs. The simultaneous ubiquity and Mm -hmm. demonization of something so natural. Yeah. Like, they're just a body part. And they're not, like, a reproductive organ. So they have no, like, sexual function. But we're really into them. But it's really interesting in cultures that are, like, you know – um less about sexualizing nudity they're not as big of like a taboo thing you know it's not that crazy if someone like shows you their boob but it always kind of feels good across cultures there's like different types of words and and language associated with either nipple play or breast play or you know stuff like that because when you breastfeed you release oxytocin, which is the cuddling, bonding hormone. So you can cuddle and bond with your baby. So getting your nips played with feels good. Um, and there's different levels for this gender sex specific, I should say, not gender specific. Um, but very interesting to me that that's the reason that we like it. Not everyone likes it, but, you know, a lot of people do because your hormones are like, mm, nice, we're bonded. So... Something to keep in mind when you're letting the Tinder frat boy suck on your titties. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I no. No, Think I about it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm not really that like um, you know, woohoo about it. Woo woo, I should say. Woohoo is what they do in The Sims when they have sex. Oh. Yeah. Woo woo is like hippy dippy stuff. Yeah. But yeah, giving sex toys as gifts. <laughs> Another topic that people were asking me to talk about. Oh, okay. What do you feel? Um, I don't know. It depends I on think, the person, obviously. I think it would depend on the person, but I think it also depends on how well do you actually know me mm. or what this stuff is to get it for someone. And I feel like besides perhaps you, there's no one that I would trust mm. to give that as a gift. True. I do, also, have, I do have a talent, a knack for picking the perfect sex toy for people. And I just also know myself so well that I wouldn't need someone to give it to me as a gift, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. I know what you mean. I buy a lot of stuff also for myself, so it's hard to buy gifts for yeah. me. But also, I get so many sex toys, so... But, like, if I didn't 
work at a sex toy store and I just was a sex educator still, it would be nice to get one maybe from Victor or a good friend, you know? Yeah. But I guess it would be also like a, as someone who's never had a, like a partner, mm-hmm. it'd be like, I guess in that context, yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. But at the same time, like, here's the thing. If I, if I was with somebody and we had never done anything kinky and they were like, oh, I got you like the butt blaster 5,000 or something. I'm just kidding. That's not like a real toy, but it's pretty it much an immaculate yeah, of like every. Uh, it's just a jackhammer. Yeah, it's just a jackhammer um, with like a butt plug on the end that's shaped in like a bullet. Um, but anyway, uh, I would be like, let's slow our roll. But also if they gave me like an under the mattress bondage set, I'd be like, We'd never talked about this before. So, you know, but if they gave me, like, a vibrator because they knew that I liked those or they gave me a suction toy or or even, like, if they gave me something like um, like nipple clamps or something small, like, that would be cute. Or a blindfold for your eyes because you can use that to sleep too or whatever. That would be nice. But I would maybe give a girlfriend of mine, like a friend that's a girl, um, like a rabbit. A lot of people like those. A lot of people like suction toys. But just it would be annoying if they already had it. So yeah. um, I tend to just give gift cards and um, I also tend to give little like kits. So, you know, little trial sizes of stuff, like a little bullet and a little um, like a what are they called in, in English? Like uh, sleeves? Masturbators? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like one of those small ones, like from Tenga or whatever, that are like a couple uses and then you throw them out and stuff like that. Um, because, you know, you never know. Maybe they have a full collection that you have no idea. But maybe they don't. And so it's like a nice little gift. And I think that that would be nice. But I don't know. Some people are also here in Iceland, like some people give like their teenagers sex toys. Um, which I don't find that weird. No. I don't think it should be, like, taboo or weird or anything. No. It's just more of a personal, like, choice, like, issue. And if you can't return it, then it's just, like, you have it. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to, like, find someone to give it to or, like, keep it. But I – would you like to receive a sex toy from a partner? Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like – Knowing myself, it would be something we would have discussed. Yeah. Um, would you rather have something you use on your own or with them? I think I'd be fine with either one. Yeah. I don't... I think that there's sometimes it's like, oh, we have to do everything together, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I've I heard think that. I think it sometimes is considered, like, this is something just for you. Or mm. this is something with the intention of being for us. So I think it could be kind of like a nice gesture in, in either context. Yeah. I think because a lot of people think, oh, I'm not going to give them something that they're just going to masturbate with. But I'm like, why not? They're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Why not make not it better for them? All the time. Yeah. They're not going to want to have sex all the time. So yeah. The need is going to arise. Ha- anyway. I love that mods condoms are called rise. I think that's so cheeky. Yeah. I think that's so fun. You know that they open up like, like dipping packets? I'll show oh, you. I'll show you nice. one. Yeah. So and then you always know which side is up. I'm not trying to do an ad. Like, I just, when you said arise, I thought about it. I think that's really funny that they did that. Because I'm like, every time I open one, I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) this is fun. (laughs) But, yeah, I think this was a good little, do you have any nip tips to close it off? Nip tips. Nip tips. No. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for coming. (laughs) Um... I have a nip tip to close it off, to end the show, to wrap it up. Um, A lot of the time when somebody is just about to orgasm, actually, let me put it in this context. This usually works better for like vulva owners because this isn't always that nice. Volvo owners. Volvo owners. (laughs) If you own a safe Swedish car, this is a great tip for you. Um, If you own a vulva or a Volvo, Um, if they're like just about to orgasm and you've already done edging, like don't like take their orgasm away just for fun. Like that's not nice. If you've talked about it, you do edging, you know the spiel. Um, 
edge them by putting like a lot of intense pressure on their nipples instead of their clitoris and see what happens and then go back to the orgasm giving technique if you're doing hands fingers toys peen whatever you're doing i don't care cicero cicero lifted (laughs) um and see what happens some people this is like crazy like it brings it up another level some people are just like give me my orgasm back what happened (laughs) um but you know it's really nice for people also um yeah no that's that's all i'll do and then i'll write like a little extra that's all you get for free yeah i'll write a really sexy messy no i'm just kidding i'll write a really good uh article for tips that's coming out on a very special project that i'm excited to announce in uh maybe next week yeah i'm so excited you guys have no idea what's about to happen i don't know what's happening no i'm about to rock everyone's world all right have a good one sending you all my love from all the way here in iceland and i finally have yeah exactly well you came all the way here to iceland so you're also sending your love from iceland yeah don't lie to these people yeah but you know <laughs> they're gonna get love from different places that that's, has true. Different that's true that's true yours tastes like egg and mine tastes like rats so. that's true our water that is all right have a good one <laughs> bye <laughs>